Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. <laughs> Desi Jettigan. And this is season two, episode two. Long Night's Journey. See, it's like Long Day's Journey into Night-esque. Oh, you're on to something. Maybe. We'll see. So, wow. A lot of action. A mm. lot of action in this one. We, we start with Billy and Allison giggling in bed together. Yeah. It's like, haven't we been through enough? We've been through <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I love you, Allison. You make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, vice versa. It's like ditto. They're just the worst. Um, and he's like, vice versa. What's that mean? He in his mind it's probably negative, right? Yeah. And <laughs> and she tells him, Billy, I'm going out to dinner with Keith. It's his last night here. Ugh, what is wrong with her? This is like the third night in a row she's hung out with him. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like ridiculous. You don't see someone that much when your ex is in town. You don't see them every night. Billy has every right to be annoyed with her and upset about this. Well, how would she feel if he was hanging out with Amanda all the time? She She, wouldn't like it. She'd be pissed. Yeah. Um, Allison is like, Billy, Keith is not the stalker. Yeah. And, And Billy says, it was just too perfect. He shows up and bingo, the phone rings. Yeah. And it, it is true. It's true. And just how I think it's like, we, you know, Billy should be like a little more cautious because it's like, he's not a hundred percent sure. Why is Allison so a hundred percent sure it isn't him? <laughs> like they both should be like, well, maybe like, yeah, this is somebody that Billy is somebody that she loves and trusts and values his opinion. We think, <laughs> I mean, they, she doesn't. She she clearly doesn't, though, right? Yeah. Um, And she actually tells him, I just think you're jealous. That's like, okay, well, let's explore that then. Let's explore why why Billy might be jealous. Because that's not good either. That's not good either. Even if he is off base with Keith, which he's not. He's not off base with Keith, but it's like, well, do you want to be with a jealous guy who's always going to act this way? That's not a fun thing either. But why would he be jealous, Allison? Yeah. Because you're spending all of your time with your weird ex-boyfriend that nobody likes. Nobody likes. Nobody. No one. <laughs> like It's just like... You're the only person who likes him. Yeah. And there's something to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not just that he has haters. 
Yeah. Because reasonable people don't like him. Absolutely. Jane, meanwhile, is blasting her music and dumping dumping all of Michael's shit into a big pile in the living room. I was laughing at the music because it was definitely kind of like the rocker Lilith Fair. It was it was like uh, royalty free Melissa Etheridge. Yeah, absolutely. It was like that genre of like female rock that was yeah. really popular in the nineties. Yeah, and some of it was good. Yeah, and some of it was just not. But it was Lilith Fair. Yes, it was a little crunchier. Lilith Fair is crunchier. It, like they, it had like some of the rock and some of the Sarah McLaughlin type. Stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like Riot Girl rock. No. This it, was uh on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's just she's dumping CDs. There's no rhyme or reason to just she it's just out, it's just there. She's she's out with the old in with the new. She's piling up crap. And, she's getting rid of Michael's stuff. And when she's done piling up all the crap, she takes a step back and she says, Well, that's it. The whole marriage. Nothing but a useless pile of crap. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, this is a cleansing ceremony for her or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael has arrived at the building and Joe sees him while she's on her way out and she gives Michael a look and Michael goes, Mind your own business, Joe. A classic Michael line reading. Because now he's gone scorched earth on everyone in this building. He knows they all hate him. And so he hates them back. For no reason. This is like one of those, this episode really illustrated to me something I feel like we touched on before. He's not friends with anyone there. He's not. Like he never was. No. He always was this manager, separate figure, even though Jane did sort of have friendships going. He never really did. He never leaned on anybody for support. He never helped people when they needed help in terms of, like he did help Allison get into the clinical whatever. He did some things, but like the only time I really remember him like hanging with the boys was when he was talking about how he wanted to cheat that one time. (laughs) (laughs) But he never had an emotional connection no, with, with anybody. No, absolutely not. There was no emotional support. No. So Michael goes inside to get his shit, and Jane tells him that Sydney is coming to stay with her. And we all got super excited. We got so excited because Sydney's coming back. And that's when Jane says to Michael, I've divided the wedding china in half. No one wants that. And it's what he said. He yeah. Sa- he says... <laughs> Literally, I agree. He literally says, why would I want that? Because, <laughs> you know, she probably picked out some super floral, yeah. girly like type china that no man would use, really. Yeah. And Michael's like, look, Jane, how about we just move on from all of this? <laughs> he starts his like manipulation tactics. Like, I also love it. He's like, I know I was bad and I hurt you. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> it's a, you. It's a, a very untrustworthy type of person. Is the person who did something wrong who wants to move on? Yeah. It's like, of course, you want to move on. <laughs> he, he can't understand why she's still mad about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hurt you. Then, I get it. And then he calls her a child. He's like, "You're acting like a child." Yeah. And that she loses it. Mm. She starts hurling plates around the room. I mean, that must have felt great. Yeah. She hurls a plate at his head and he ducks. 
He cowers behind a pillow. He's like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Just something funny about Michael getting scared (laughs) after he causes so much shit. And then he's like, hey, what's the big idea? Well, he thinks it's like, this is a huge overreaction. (laughs) Wow. Overreach much? (laughs) At the airport, Jane picks up Sydney. Sydney is wearing a red leather vest and a little black leather cap. She's head to toe leather. It's all leather. Imagine flying in this outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Because usually you fly in something super comfy. And this is not that. You would be sweating on the plane. I just like can't imagine sitting in a head to toe leather outfit for like hours on a plane. It's crazy. It looks super uncomfortable. And she immediately wants to gossip about Michael with yeah. Jane. Like, she wants all the dirt. She's like, tell me everything. Did he hit you? It's <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, she's, she's like, tell me about the divorce. Jane doesn't want to talk about it. No. Back at the complex, Amanda runs into Matt, who is sitting on the staircase moping. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And he... He's like, wow, somebody asked me how I'm doing. Yeah. That's, well, this is a new day on this, Melrose Place. <laughs> and he says he misses Rhonda. So we find out that Rhonda is officially gone. I mean, we knew from the credits. Right. Uh, but this is this is all the update we get. That's it. We don't know why he misses her. Did she get married? Did she move out? Do you right. know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen her since the wedding. Like, nothing. They don't even give her any more exposition Mm-mm. than that. It's just he misses Rhonda, and he has no one to talk to now, which made me very sad. Yes. Um, but accurate. But accurate, because <laughs> no one's talking to Matt. This no. is the first time anyone at the complex has asked, asked him, how are you doing, Matt? Yeah. How's Matt doing? No one asks. And Amanda says, well, you can talk to me. And so Matt is like, gives her this look like a anxious puppy dog. Like, oh my God, oh, really? Someone wants to be my friend? And he says, well, I'm also sad because I just got laid off. The ha- halfway house is closing. And Amanda is like, oh, you'll be okay. Just hit the pavement. Yeah. Like come like a... Pull up your bootstraps. <laughs> she, yeah, she gives a very pull up your bootstraps little speech. It's completely shut off from like, oh, wow, yeah, that must, there's no like, that must be really tough. I know you'll be fine, but I get how you're feeling right now. It's scary. Yeah, it's really scary. She's just like, just hit the pavement, start applying places. Yeah. And then she says, well, you're going to have enough money for rent, right? The first of the month's coming up. Right. And so Matt is really, his heart sinks because he thinks initially that he has a new friend and I think we all want to see a Matt Amanda allyship. That would be interesting. That would be a fun little coupling. But that's over. Yes. That's over. And Matt narrows his eyes and he yeah. says, Don't worry, you'll get your rent. Yeah. And he storms off. That's all you care about. <laughs> and Amanda's like, Oh, geez, what did Ew. I do? Wow, some people are so touchy. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda runs into Jake and Joe, and Jake, we get this dumb storyline. Jake has been getting into bike racing. And I, in my opinion, he has bleached his hair a bit. It looks, it's blonder, right? He's got some highlights. Yes. 
he also made a new design for his shop, and we get a little shot of that. Is it like on a fanny pack or something? Yes, I think initially it is, but then we see like a t-shirt or a patch or something. I took a picture of it. I'll post Jake's new design. It's very, um, the letters are, it's like the font is like where it looks like the tube. It looks like Hot Wheels. <laughs> yes. It looks like Hot Wheels. But the color palette's a little more 90s. It's like orange. It's like the graphics you would see on the cover of a, like when the internet first came out. It's like extreme. <laughs> yeah. It looks extreme. Hold on. Let me pull it up. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like extreme sports video game like yeah. the one you would get in the early days of online <laughs> <laughs> um okay yeah it is on the back of it's like okay whatever he's a motorcycle racer now that's like his new thing he's doing and it's to advertise the shop it's to advertise the shop and amanda's like great i'd love to come to a race yeah and jo- joe's like not so fast yeah, Joe's irritated by this. No, because Joe was sort of dismissive of of Jake's little thing about racing and trying to, you know, advertise to bring people into the shop. And she wasn't interested. But of course, the minute Amanda is interested, she's all of a sudden very interested as well. Yeah. So that night, Billy tells Allison about a stalker case he learned about from that happened in Cincinnati. He's been doing research. At a sausage factory. Oh, was it at a sausage? Yes. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> I was like, wait, what did I just hear? Because I was like, kind of like doing something at the same time. And I had to rewind it. I was like, it took place in a sausage. I was like, what is this case? <laughs> I want to know more crazy. about it. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. And, and Allison's like, Billy, come on. And he's like, the parallels are amazing, Allison. Yeah. And she does not want to hear it. She's like, how dare you? She's she's like not having it at all. No. Yeah. She's like livid that he would even bring this up. It's embarrassing. And she leaves and she's like, I'll be back around 11. Gotta he, go meet Keith again. She, <laughs> she has to go meet Keith again. Yeah. He has zero other friends. Like now, like she's going to say goodbye to him. And this just drags out the goodbye Right? I feel like every time she's seen him, it's like, I'm going to go say goodbye to him. Yeah, he's leaving tomorrow. Oh, he has to stay two more days because of his head. So there's another goodbye. Right. (laughs) It's like, no, you get one goodbye. Billy's distraught. Anyway, let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So Keith and Allison are down at the Santa Monica Pier, the little carnival they have there. And you know it's going to be a creepy scene because we hear a, a merry-go-round. Right. That's, that's <laughs> like the first image we have is the merry-go-round. Yeah. And they're walking and Keith says to Allison, I lied to you. I, I actually got put on probation at my job. Yeah. Because he said everything was going fine with work. Right. And that he was down there for work. Right. He's like, I got put on probation at my job. And he tells her that he got demoted after she left because he couldn't concentrate. So here he's manipulating her. He was so distraught. Right. When she left Seattle that he had like a breakdown where he couldn't handle work. And then he got demoted because she left him. What, how do you even get demoted from his job? <laughs> <laughs> like You only get to look at sea urchins two days out of the yes, week. Sorry, Keith. You have to work in the computer lab. No more access to the aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> you don't pass security clearance. <laughs> no more seafood buffet. You could play with the um, sand dollars. <laughs> and no... Li- no. <laughs> Not the sandals. <laughs> Not any living things. Just those white circles. <laughs> yeah, you can organize the sand organize dollars. the uh, sand dollars by size. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and he's he says he says to her. Um, I guess, oh wait, <laughs> that, that scene was a little bit later, but it's the same scene. Um, he tells her that a little bit later, but he, he says to her while they're, uh, at the carnival, he's like, I guess I can't get you to drop Billy and come back to Seattle. And then he says to her, let hold my hand. Let's go watch the waves on the beach. For old time's sake. <laughs> and then he says, look at me- look for medical waste. That was Keith's joke. He thought that was really funny. To be honest, it's probably his funniest joke because he's. <laughs> it's the only time he's self-deprecating. Yeah, because it's like it's like oh, he does know he's annoying, but I don't even think he was self-aware enough to realize he was um, deprecating himself. Oh, really? I mean, I I guess, but it it does seem pretty like on point for something he would say that people would make fun of, right? Yeah, um, but still, I mean, he sucks. He, yeah, they go down to under, they're under the pier. They're underneath the pier on the beach. Allison, I mean, not that I'm making, being victim blaming, but she does really make bad choices (laughs) with Keith. (laughs) Like, it's truly crazy to me. Because I'd be like, you know what? Let's stay up here, right? Like, I don't want to be alone in the dark with this guy. Yeah. And also, like, what are his motives? Why I can't, like... Hasn't she seen that everything he's been doing so far has been like a romantic thing? Right, because that's what they used to do when they were a couple. Mm-hmm. They would be on the beach making out. Uh, and it's like, why do you need to get me away from people in the dark? It's like kind of romantic to be on the beach at night with someone. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and why is this guy who is supposed to be my platonic friend now, why is he taking me out to candlelight dinners? Why is he taking me to the beach at night? I mean, we've all been in a situation like that, I yeah. think. And you know what's happening and you got to squash it in the best 
you know, in a nice way, obviously, but it's like, you can't lead people down that road that seems romantic when you know it's not. Especially that she has a boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. I mean, who would be hurt by this? Exactly. Um, this is, I think this is what you were talking about, the lost job, and he gives her a really creepy hug. Yeah, this is when he tells her, when they're underneath the pier, yeah, he, he lost his job. And she's like, oh, Keith, I'm so sorry. And she hugs him. Keith looks like he hasn't slept in a week. Okay. He, he looks like he looks like Jeff Goldblum in the <laughs> in the beginning stages of after right. he, he, he starts turning into Brundlefly. Because his pallor is like gray. He's Keith Gray. He's Keith Gray. <laughs> That's his name. That's how he got his name. He's Gray. Dude, there's like the thumbnail for this episode. It's so creepy. He looks like he's melting. I was like, this guy has not slept in two weeks. It looks like he has been up for a week barfing. Yeah, he, he looks like he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with him. He looks like Corey from Flowers in the Attic. Yes. he's he, Someone's poison. Billy is poisoning <laughs> him with arsenic. We don't know. He needs to drink some of his older bl- brother's blood. <laughs> yeah. Only that can, can cure him. He needs to get Brother Gray. <laughs> um, Billy shows up. He, he Billy's crouching behind a pillar, like, like one of those pillar. pillars in the, under the dock. Yeah. He's been stalking them the whole time, <laughs> like a real normie. Um, <laughs> and he goes, hey, what's going on? He sees them hug, and he like breaks his stalker silence right even though nothing is happening to allison in this scene like but he's like whoa 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 yeah it's too close for comfort i'd be kind of like well what is she gonna do right let's see where this plays out (laughs) (laughs) while i'm here and keith says you think i'm some kind of nut don't you billy yeah (laughs) yeah we all do keith we've thought that from the beginning uh, oh, also, not one of these people ever thinks to call his ex-wife. Oh, and ask her side of the story? Yeah, or like, wh- who is Keith? Like, she must have some insights, don't you think? Yeah. No one asks his, who his family is? Like, We've never heard anything about his family. No. We don't even know about anything else about him other than he loves marine biology. That's yeah. it. Yeah, but there's like, that would be part of my investigation if I was Billy, calling the ex-wife. Right. Seeing what I can get from her. And say, hey, I know this is really inappropriate, but I've yeah. already gone down to a hotel room. <laughs> I've, I've, already, Look, I've already looked at a lot of microfiche. Crossing the line is my thing. So if I'm going <laughs> to cross the line, I'm going to cross the line smartly. Exactly. And I'm going to ask the ex-wife, hey, don't you think it's weird that Keith, the guy who uh, destroyed your marriage and broke your heart, is now uh, obsessed with my current girlfriend. Well, it's like, has Billy never seen an erotic thriller? This is exactly what you do. You find the ex-wife and then you're like, holy shit. You find out like they were committed to a mental institute. Like you always find out all this stuff about them <laughs> right. that you never knew. Right. Or you're like, she's actually the wife of the dead per- the person I accidentally killed. Right. Or like you find out some information. Or you talk to the mom and they're like, We haven't spoken to him in fifteen years. Ever since the accident. Ever since the fire. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> everyone people always said that he started it, but I know he did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like no. It's like that's where you go. He's almost there because he because Keith has clearly cut everyone off in his life that knows who he really is. Right. That's why he has no friends or anybody. 
he doesn't have any friends. Very sus. Even people at his job are like, Keith. Yeah. But back with the sandals. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> the next day, Allison is getting ready to leave for a run. And Billy apologizes for showing up at the beach. And she's like, Billy, he's not an axe murderer. He's an ecologist. <laughs> <laughs> and she then says, okay, for real, this is my final goodbye to Keith. I'm taking him to the airport tonight. Why? This is like the fourth goodbye. But why would she take him to the airport? That's crazy. We I, all know in LA, especially, no one wants to drive anyone to the airport. Ever. Especially in Betsy. My <laughs> breakdown on the 405. We don't know. Betsy's not making it. She tells Billy, she's like, I'm a big girl. That's not the problem, Allison. I just don't know why none of this is irritating. Like, even if she's doing it, wouldn't she be like, to be like, I know it's so fucking annoying. I just want him gone. And I actually want to make sure he gets on the plane. Like, there's none of that from Allison. It's just weird. She's not talking Billy down off the ledge at all. Like, she's not giving him any reason not to worry. Yeah. At the bike race, Joe's snapping her blurry pictures of of Jake coming around the bend. Amanda's there watching. Jake's in the lead. And Amanda says to Joe, why don't you bring these photos down to the office tomorrow for a beer campaign I'm working on? She knows what she's doing. Because she knows Joe will be like, oh, and forget all her suspicions. Right. Because Amanda's literally, go, Jake, go. (laughs) And then Joe's like, couldn't care less about his racing career. No. Yeah. So Amanda just totally knows that... Any kind of offer of work in photography will get Joe's little uh, gears going. Amanda's addicted to other people's boyfriends. Because she just winning, is, is in, that's what she's into. Yeah. She's very competitive. It's not even the guy. It's just the conquest. Having them pick her. Right. Yeah. Um, Jake wins his little race. Wow. You're dismissive as Joe. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look very big. Uh, wow. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's like a small race. It's not like it's like, I don't even know, Daytona 500. Is that a the Indy <laughs> race? 500? Yeah, like what are, one of those don't races. Email. But they're not even bike races. They're like cars. Yeah. So he wins his race. He's wearing a little green jumpsuit. Jake's bikes. Jake, that says Jake's bikes. At the hospital, Michael runs into Matt and he's like, What are you doing here, Matt? Yeah, this is my domain. (laughs) (laughs) And Matt's like, actually, I'm applying for a job. And Michael's like, oh, you don't want to actually work here. We'll suck you dry. Yeah, or Kimberly will. (laughs) 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 And... And and he's like, no, I literally need a job. And I'm looking to get something in like the social work department. Yeah. And Michael's like, well... You know, I could get you a job here. I'm a doctor. Yeah. And then Michael starts lamenting about how Jane has everybody on her side. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you know, I know I'm not, don't have the best reputation. I have a good reputation here. I guess I don't have a good reputation at the building. And Matt's like, well, you know, there are two sides to every story. He needs a job. I was like, Matt, I was shocked. I was shocked at how conniving Matt was being in this scene. He's like, well, Michael, there are two sides to every story, and this is really none of my business. And Michael's like, beautiful. 
He that's what it. I want to hear. That's all I want to hear. Looking, getting you to neutral is a win for me. <laughs> <laughs> Jane and Sydney are going on a little walk on the beach. And you, you know it's the 90s because Sydney has a sunflower dress on. She's got a sunflower <laughs> dress. The sunflower was the hottest dress. I mean, the hottest flower in the 90s. In the 90s. You had to have a sunflower baby doll dress. Or, a, or, or you were a, kicked out of the 90s. <laughs> or you had to have a denim hat with a sunflower on it. Oh, that would be an outfit. Like a sunflower baby doll dress, a denim jacket, and then a hat with a sunflower. Yeah. <laughs> They loved sunflowers. They were so. I was. I never was a fan. I like daisies better. I don't like sunflower. I don't like the palette, the color palette of a sunflower. I'm not a sunflower girl. No. It's a little... Although it might have been just being around in the 90s and getting triggered by it. Yeah. I just aesthetically, I don't really love sunflowers. I'm just not a sunflower bitch. No. Um, so Jane apologizes to Sydney for being so annoying the last time she was visiting. And Jane starts talking about, she's like, I had this perfect wedding with Michael. I stood on a cliff, like a romance novel. She's like, that was the most perfect day. It's still the most perfect day of my life. I looked so cute. I I would just be like, I would not see it that way anymore once the divorce happened. I'd be disgusted. (laughs) I'd be like, that was the worst day of my life. (laughs) Like, how do you still see it that way? Knowing I'd be bitching, be like, we spent $50,000 on this wedding. And all I have is this, you know, old school fairy looking fucking wedding dress that was like you know the kind that ties up the front yeah that's the kind she had it's like a corset up the front (laughs) with billowy sleeves yeah you know she had like uh those poet sleeves and the pearl that's in the forehead like (laughs) it had the v with the pearl what was that thing it was like a it was like a cap and it came down into a v point like a widow's peak but then sometimes you'd have a pearl there i don't think jane had that i think she had baby's breath in her hair Ooh, because she tried to do a little hippie. She did. She was doing slightly romantic boho. Yeah, yeah. For her wedding dress, um, she's like crying. Sydney's comforting her, and she's like, "I just wanted it to last." Why didn't he want me? Why didn't he want me? <laughs> I like how of all the people to finally break down in front of Sydney. Come on, you guys don't get along. You don't even like each other. No. Back at the hospital, Kimberly needs to talk to Michael. She was subpoenaed. I was waiting for Michael to be like, I'll subpoena you. (laughs) Yeah. I'll subpoena you. And yeah, he's like, relax. Yeah. And she's like, Michael, I was named as the other woman. She's worried about her reputation at the hospital. And I mean, at this, yeah, and she's right to worry. Right. Uh, for sure, because people are not going to look on that. She's already having... It's like being a woman in that field was probably already hard enough, mm-hmm. and now she has this. Right. And Michael says something really mean to her. Yeah. He says, he says I, you know, I was looking for an intelligent woman, but I guess I didn't luck out. Yeah. I was like, where did that come from? It made no sense, because all she was doing was complaining about having to testify. Well, and it's like... In this situation, as we all know, Kimberly is going to be the one who is sort of villainized. And Michael, people will be like, what a jerk. But it's like, yeah, of course I'd bang Kimberly too. <laughs> like, right. He's not going to suffer as da- much damage as Kimberly will. She's going to be the slut. Yeah. 
And people aren't going to like that. Uh, Michael storms off. He's like, guess I'll move out. Like, he they, is such a baby. He, 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 like, he has a meltdown for no reason. That night, Allison brings Billy a towel while he's swimming because, of course, he forgot his towel in the apartment. I just washed these. <laughs> um, and she, she, she's getting ready to go drive Keith to the airport, and Billy's like, just make sure he gets on that plane. Yeah. And Allison's like, well, you make sure when I get home you're not wearing any clothes. Disgusting. <laughs> Joe and Jake and Amanda return, and Amanda, of course, wants to celebrate. She loves celebrating. She loves celebrating, and she's like, "I'm gonna let's order some Chinese food and celebrate." And yeah. Joe, Joe's like, "Uh, well, I have to work on those that photo project that you want me to do." Once again, she 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 throws work at her rivals to get right? them busy. Yeah, because she's busy. like, Jake can come. Yeah, she's like, well, that doesn't mean Jake can't come over upstairs to my apartment at night with the <laughs> bottle of champagne. Um, and and Joe says to Amanda, he has to help me. And, yeah. And yeah, and so she makes Jake stay behind. Yeah, she's jealous. Allison arrives at Keith's hotel room, and when she walks in, he's made a candlelight dinner for them. And she's like, notices this and she's like oh wow and then she notices that he hasn't even packed any of his shit when she says i don't like surprises she does we we've we've heard that from her before right <laughs> she likes continuity and she wants to know what to expect she wants to know what to expect she's a planner yeah we know this about allison even though she makes poor decisions at the end of the day she's a planner yes um, so she's freaking out because she's like, you're going to miss your flight. Well, once again, wh- if I was picking up some th- someone from a hotel to go to the airport, it's like, meet me in the lobby with your shit. I'm, and not, getting, I'm pulling the car up and you're jumping in. I'm not going up 14 flights to no. your room. You would be packed and ready in the lobby. Right. Yeah. Get a bellboy to help you with your Seriously. shit. <laughs> I'm not bringing your shit down. Um, and Keith, Keith is like, we need to talk. And she's finally, Allison is upset with him. Yeah, she's finally mad because she's, and she even says like, you get your stuff ready and I'll go wait somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. She says, I didn't come here to eat dinner. And that's when Keith grabs her by the wrist forcefully. And he's like, I need you to listen. And he's like, I never stopped loving you. Ugh. And she's trying to push him off. She's like, oh, my God, Keith, you're hurting me. This is a scary scene. Yeah. And she's pushing him off, but he's not letting her go. And she's terrified. And at this point, Allison starts trying to placate him so that he'll back off. And Right, can, saying we're friends, we'll always be friends, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and he's like, is it seventh grade? And then he says, don't patronize me, bitch. <laughs> See, when he says bitch, that's when it, it probably snapped for her that he was the stalker, yes. right? Yeah. And then he screams at her. Yeah. And he, he pulls her close and he's like, we're going to make love. And Ugh. then he throws her down on the bed violently. And, and then he covers, he covers her mouth with his hand and he's like, tell me you love me. 
and he makes her say it. And then he orders her to take her blouse off and he attempts to rape her, but she kicks him. In the nuts. In the nuts. Because he goes down. It was satisfying to watch. Yeah. Always thank God for those nuts. Because that'll take a man down. <laughs> That's like your best chance. Yeah. Because they can't handle that pain. We get a another horror movie moment where Allison is escaping. The of course the the deadbolt is or the chain is right. in the door and she has to undo that before she can leave the room. Yes. And then she's pressing frantically pressing the elevator button. I know. I was like, go on the staircase. Like, right. What are you doing? But she does make it into the elevator and escapes him. But it is stressful because we were waiting for the doors to shut and like right. thinking his hand would come in or something. Right. She escapes. And later she arrives home and Billy's like, you're back, girly. Well, he didn't change his mind, did he? She's like pouring her vodka. Yeah. She immediately, <laughs> she makes a beeline to the freezer and she has that big bottle of vodka. She's just pouring it. That ice cream tub, it's no more. That doesn't do it for her anymore. Yeah. That was child Allison. She is a, she's an adult now. <laughs> yeah, she's graduated. And Allison doesn't want to talk about what happened. She just wants to be alone. And Billy follows her into her room while she's chugging her vodka. And he's like, Allison, you can tell me anything. I love you. And she just says to him, you were right all along. And she tells him, he attacked me and he tried to rape me. And she bursts into tears. And this this was a really sad scene. Right. Because she's just sobbing. She just breaks down and she's sobbing and she screams. She says, I wish I could kill him. I want to kill him. And we end this scene on Billy's eyes that are raging. He is. Over her shoulder, he's hugging her. And we just close in on his eyes and they're flaming. Like, like what's rage. he going to do now? Yeah. He's, he's already done stuff before he knew 100%. Right. What's and this is, an, do now? this is a real attack, too. Right. At the beach house, Michael's packing his shit because he's trying to prove a point. And Kimberly's like, Michael, this is ridiculous. And he's like, I'm going to a hotel, babe. And she's like, but you'll be lonely. And I'll be lonely. And that's when he gets a boner. I also like in this scene where she says to him, because he's being sen- like sad or something, she's like, I hate a sensitive man. <laughs> yeah, and then they start making out. Yeah. And he apologizes. Oh, that's when she says, I hate Oh, he apologizes. Okay. <laughs> he, he apologizes. And then she's like, shut up, Michael. I hate a sensitive man. Yeah. Match made in heaven. At the police station, Allison files a report with Billy. And she's explaining to the cop what happened. And it's not looking good. And this is sadly not atypical for how it goes, reporting an assault. Right. And Billy is blown away by this new information he's receiving <laughs> that women are often not believed or there's just no way to prosecute this type of thing typically. Yeah. He his mind is blown as he's watching Allison relay the information and the cop asking her, "Well, were you dating? Did you willingly go there?" Yeah, all, all that. the questions somebody who's been assaulted dreads hearing. Yeah. And Billy is furious. And he's like, you think she's making this up? And the cop goes, you're not helping, Mr. Campbell. Billy's pissed. Yeah. 
At the beach house, Michael's bitching to Kimberly while they're lying in bed together. He's mad about all the money he's losing. And he's like, I'm the one who went to medical school. Yeah, what right does she have? Did you like their red bed sheets? Yeah, because it's like, why? They have to go over the top. Like, this is a forbidden love. It's like, this is a a house of sin. She's a Jezebel. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Michael then proposes to Kimberly that they should deny that the affair ever happened in the first place. Because he's like, it's just her word against ours. She's just a crazy, jealous wife. Right. Like, I like how that's his plan. Right. Let's just deny it. And in a way, (laughs) why not? Like, it might work because it is true. What's the proof, right? Yeah, she doesn't have any hard evidence. She doesn't have, like, photographs from an undercover detective or whatever, right? Yeah. At the airport, we see Keith check in for he's finally getting on that plane. But before he does, a cop comes up from behind him and's like, You're under arrest. This would never happen. It's so dramatic. He gets arrested at the ticket counter at the airport. Well, it's also funny just to see this these airport scenes because it's like so different. Cause there's literally no security checks yeah. or you're just walking around the whole airport. Like Yeah, you're like, oh, I'd like a one ticket, please. Yeah. To Seattle. Yeah. Um Keith is put into an interrogation room where he is spinning his story. He's telling them, No, Allison's the one. Right. He goes overboard. She's like, she's the one Who's obsessed with me is like, I broke up with her and she couldn't handle it. And the cop is like not really buying it because she's like, well, why did you have dinner? And yeah. Why did you set up dinner? He's like, I'm not a dirtbag. <laughs> you always provide a nice meal when a lady comes over. <laughs> and then the cop says to him, he's like, she's like, uh, you know, you're a really friendly guy. You're a really friendly guy, Keith, but when someone's falsely accused, they get mad, and yeah. you're not mad at all. No, because he's, he's presenting the good guy. That's what his right. concern is right now. Right. Meanwhile, Billy and Allison are also at the police station, and he's consoling her, and the cop lets them know that they have to let Keith go because there's just not enough evidence to charge him, and... He, he's going back to Seattle tonight, and the cop's like, if he ever bothers you again, call me. She's also like, if it helps, I believe you. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't. Thank you. Um, they run into Keith on the way out, and Keith, and Keith stops them. He says this to them in the police station. He's like, I'm finally going back to Seattle. I'm sorry you had to go through this. Sh- I'm sorry you had to go through this charade, but there's no hard feelings. See a sport. And Billy is seething in his pleated khaki shorts. <laughs> those shorts. Why did he wear those to the police station? I'm sorry. <laughs> At the complex, Sydney calls Michael. This is crazy because it's like obviously behind Jane's back, but Jane is there walking around the apartment. It's a small apartment. It's a small apartment. And wouldn't she be like, who are you calling? You don't know anyone here. You're calling mom? Like, right. Jane has no questions. And Sydney's like, hi, it's me, Sydney. <laughs> but Jane's like literally right there. Yeah. She's like, hey, Michael, I'm in LA and I'm just thinking about you. Yeah. Anything, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Right. 
And Michael's in his kitchen eating a sandwich. (laughs) 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 Yeah, sure, Sydney. Like, it's just like, he's like, his little light bulb goes off. Oh, yeah, I can use this. Yeah. He's such a he's such a Neanderthal. He's such a schemer. Yeah. Um, he, and Kimberly is like, "Who's that?" She's like, it's "Jane's sister, hmm. Jane's it. kid's sister." Hmm. Um, he and Sydney's like, "If Jane knew I called, she'd kill me." Jane's right there. <laughs> Ooh, it's exciting. Michael's like, mm, "Why don't I take you to lunch tomorrow? Meet me at the hospital. Meet me at the oh. hospital." Jane says to Sydney, oh, who, who were you on the phone with? And she's like, just a friend from Chicago. Oh, she does say. She's like, well, don't run up my long distance charges. Yeah. This is 1993. <laughs> I don't have 10-10 wins. <laughs> Whatever. 10-10-2-2-1. What was that? Like 10-10-3-2-1. It was like something you did for long distance calls. Yeah. I remember my mom telling me, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not dialing those numbers first. Sorry. Cut to Allison pouring vodka. <laughs> it's literally that. Allison doesn't want to talk about it. And Billy's like, well, I'm going to the Seattle police. He, this isn't over for Billy. No. And Allison really is just shut up, Billy. Like, she's trying to enjoy her vodka. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Like, yeah. yeah. He's bumming her out. I mean, and- that's a very typical thing. If you go through this thing where you're... Maybe trying to press charges. It doesn't... You just want to move on as fast as possible after that happens, it's I think. A, it's all of it's a traumatic experience. Yeah. The assault and then having to deal with the cops. It's all traumatic. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, I'm moving forward now. Right. With my vodka. And he's like, I hate seeing you hurt, Allison. And she's like, I just want to forget it. And he's like, why don't you forget that drink? It's not going to make you feel any better. She's like, yes, it is. <laughs> and she's like, goes to bed alone. Yeah. She's like, I want to sleep alone tonight, which is great. Cause it was like something I was wondering. I was like, do they sleep together? Do they at night? Do they alternate bedrooms? Well, I'm sure she wants her bed cause the sheets are always fresh. And right. She uses a uh, snuggle, but that is kind of a weird situation logistically. Like do you go to your room at night? Right. <laughs> Do you like sleep over? Do you have to ask? She probably likes, I bet she has a feather bed. Ooh. So she wants to sleep on her mattress. Because she has everything just uh, like a hypoallergenic pill- pillow. Right. <laughs> and yeah, and she likes um, the like all of, she has a lot of pillows on her bed probably. Yes, totally. Um, the next day we see Matt wearing a suit and tie. And Jake's like, ooh, look Jake's at you. impressed. Jake's super impressed. Matt has an interview at the hospital. And Amanda stops Matt before he leaves. And she's like, I want to apologize for yesterday. I didn't mean to sound insensitive, but sometimes I'm insensitive. Yeah. Uh, Which is like, honestly, a nice thing to admit to. It was a nice thing to, for her to admit Jake is still lurking around, and he sees Amanda about to get in her car, which is a red Porsche, and he is like, has a boner for this car. And he's also like impressed with Amanda apologizing. Yes. Because he's like, that was nice of you. So I was almost like, did she do that because she saw Jake there? Of course she did. Yeah. (laughs) She's aware of everything. She doesn't give a fuck about Matt's feelings. No. She just wants that rent. She wants the rent, but she also wants Jake now. Like, Jake is her new target for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Amanda says to Jake, because he's like really into this car, and she's like, well, why don't you drive me to work? He's like, well, how will you get home? He's like, well, you can drive the car around all day, and then you can pick me up. And Jake is, he can't resist this offer. He can't. Michael takes Sydney to lunch at Johnny Rockets. That was an exciting sign. Because I was like, that is actually in West Hollywood. For once, we know. And it is totally where he would take her. He's taking her someplace cheap, and he doesn't have to think about it. But it's also kind of fun for young people who come to LA. Right. You take them to Johnny Rockets. They all want to go to like the 50 style diner. Remember the one that they used to have? It was like kind of the basis of that one from Pulp Fiction. It was up um, and they had like the waiters. There was one that was like, yes, there was a 50 style diner when I first came to LA. Not Mel's. No, it was a different one. I can't remember. There was one that was really like, popular oh well there's one in west la cafe 50s i can't remember do you remember cafe 50s no i remember johnny rockets swingers i yeah swingers used to be a staple for me okay um so yeah they're at johnny rockets that one's right on melrose uh it's easy it's inexpensive and she he apologizes to Sydney for being a dick the last time she was there because he was real rude to her. He's like, yeah. Sydney's visiting. Ugh. But it was like kind of typical annoyed yeah, little he, sister stuff. He was annoyed. Sydney, Sydney says to Michael, she's like, I heard about the Jane throwing China around. Yeah. I heard about the plates. Yeah. Um, and Michael's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need a favor. <laughs> he... He wants Sydney to ask Jane to ease up on the divorce settlement. Yeah. She's got to take it e- take it a little easy. Just take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Jane. Lower the stakes of the divorce. That's what he <laughs> the said. Stakes. That's what he said. And uh, and then he says to Sydney, you know how Jane gets sometimes and she's got this sleazy lawyer that's making her all crazy. Yeah, I mean, he knows what he's doing here because they're super competitive. They don't really like each other. And Sydney is always looking to meddle in Jane's perfect life. And she's horny for Michael. Absolutely. In fact, they say, I miss you to each other too during this scene. Yeah. She's like, I miss you. And he's like, I miss you too because right. he needs to manipulate her. Right. And he, he then says to Sydney, no matter what, I'll always love Jane and her family. And then she she does the most awkward hand grab I've ever seen. Yeah. She like reaches across like the burgers <laughs> to hold his hand and he doesn't even move in a centimeter no. to grab her hand as well. No. <laughs> it was so painful to watch. He's gotten what he's what he wants. No, he doesn't even fucking try. Billy's at the airport. Why is Billy at the airport? Well, he's on a payphone talking to Cameron from work and he's like Tell my boss, tell the boss I'm going to be out for a few days. Taking some personal time. Taking some personal days. I'm going to Seattle. And we see him buy a ticket. Yeah. Round trip ticket to Seattle. What, Billy. And then we have some very sinister music. Very sinister music. What does he think he's going to do? Beat up Keith? Well. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Next episode. So... Allison's not going to be happy about this. No. I mean, this is not a great plan on Billy's part because this is like a classic thing that people do in TV and movies. 
someone legitimately assaults a friend or a girlfriend or whatever, and then they beat the person up and they're the ones who get arrested. Ugh. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like you can't prove the almost rape or the attempted rape. I mean, rape. I'm sure it happens a lot in real life. Oh, totally. Because it's like the proof, though, that you beat that guy up is real. Right. And then there's that scene where they're like, I'm pressing charges. Yes. And you're like, God damn it, because this guy's evil. It's a TV trope. It's a TV trope for sure. Yeah. And Billy's like heading down that road, right? Right. Like, and it's just like, don't be stupid. Like, yeah. Just leave him alone. Just get him, a, get a restraining order. Be grateful he's in Seattle. Right. Because like, that's really far away at least. Right. And hopefully, yeah. I mean, I know it's still scary, Here's but at least thing. he's not in LA. It's not that he's going up there. It's that it's Billy going up there instead of Jake. Because I don't have confidence in Billy. Yeah. Or but, why not with Jake? Go with Jake. Go with Jake. If Jake knew what was going on, he would... He would end Keith. Jake would be on his motorcycle, <laughs> with his little Jake Spike Shop overalls or whatever. Listening so fast, it, the Sons of Anarchy he theme would, would not, be playing. He he would take Amanda's Porsche and leave. We'd see a scene of Amanda waiting for her pickup <laughs> in front of D and D, and she's like, "Where's my car?" And then we would cut to Jake and Billy in the Porsche, yes, hat, hat, hauling ass to Seattle with Ugh. fucking bats. Oh. Like seriously, that would have been a great. Scene. Wait, now I'm trying to think of what the Sons of Anarchy theme was. Run through this world. Oh yeah, alone. <laughs> what does it say? On the devil something. Oh yeah, the devil something with the, the crow devil. flies straight. A I that line. that song used to be in my head like all the time when I was binging that show and Same. now I can't even remember it. I don't know the words to it anymore. I just know the melody. I'm going to have to immediately listen to it because, uh, yeah, I haven't thought of it in so long. But that's what's playing while they're going up. Totally. That, while they're going up to kick Keith's ass. See, why didn't he ask? Jake would have brought his crew of bikers. He would have got guys from the shop to go. They could have, at the very least, scared, like made Keith shit his pants. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Go up there, introduce him to a new woman. <laughs> get him off of Allison. Like, get him obsessed with someone new. No, like, don't bring another woman into it. <laughs> Just make him shit his pants. Make him shit his pants. Like, Break for a sure. finger or something. Yeah. I think you could scare Keith very easily. Yeah. He's never had anyone stand up to him because he always does this to women. Right. He always, and he doesn't have any male friends in his life or anyone calling him on his bullshit. And he isolates the women. And he isolates himself. Yeah. So he doesn't have people in his life. I mean, the thing with Keith is he's a real tough guy when he's with Allison or another woman. Mm. But if a man was truly, a bunch of guys came up to confront him, he would shit his pants. Yeah. The problem with Keith though the minute you left, he would immediately get angry and have to prove something. He'd punch a wall. Yeah. He's he's a disaster person. There's no hope for Keith. No. He just... He's a failure. Luckily, he'll finally do Go something. Go away. Yeah. So uh, that, was, that was the only solution. That's the only solution. <laughs> we hate Keith. He's awful. There, I wish... In a way, it's like it would have been... Maybe it would have been more interesting if we liked him initially. Right. But because he was always so he was always so gross. Yeah. That it's like we I never really cared that, oh shit, he's crazy. Like 
it was always like, well, of course he is. Because it would have been more devastating if he was at least likable and charming in the beginning, but he was never charming. No. So, I mean, he was just straight up a villain, gross from the, a villain from the start. villain from day one. He definitely got worse. Yeah, of For course. sure. But, um, yeah, he's a bad guy. He wasn't even a villain specifically because he was cheating on his wife, which is really bad. He was just, his personality is just repugnant. It was, uh, I mean, both him and Michael, it's like, whatever, I get affairs happen. I don't think it's like the greatest evil in the world. Like, good people can fall down that road for sure. It's not a, yeah. But it's, it's like the way they handle it. It's like you have, you're a bad person because you don't have any sympathy for the people you hurt. Like right. that's why you're bad. Like Right. You didn't make a mistake. You actively hurt someone and you don't care that you hurt them. And now you're trying to blame them yeah. for why it happened. Right. Like it's just like that's that's the issue I have. At least Michael's charming. He's evil but he's charming. Oh yeah, he, he has, has a, no charm. Michael has a likable side. Right. He's but, funny. Yeah, he's very funny. <laughs> Very and funny. he's definitely more attractive than Keith. Oh, by a mile. Keith is gross. He's so gross. But honestly, it was the perfect type of guy to choose for Allison. Yes. Because it was completely believable that she would fall head over hills with this dork. <sighs> like when we first met him, yes. he was just this monotone dork. Right. And it was just like, of course, this of course is her she... dream guy. <laughs> Take an iron supplement, Keith. <laughs> Keith is just so... He's just... Yeah. I can't wait to get more into it in the next two episodes. Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.